Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC. Fire 
good afternoon. This is Dr. Joan Cartwright, Dr. Diva JC, here on Music Woman Radio. Haven't been here for a while, but we have a very special guest today. You just heard Fire and Ice by Jesse Lane Powell and our longtime member, Gail Johnson from Jazz and Pink. And Jessie is one of our newest members. So we're going to bring her in. Hi, Jessie. Hi, Dr. Cartwright. How are you? I'm well. It's raining here in Atlanta, but rain on Friday is always good. We're going to have a beautiful weekend, I'm sure. Where are you? I am in Lexington, Kentucky, and guess what? It's raining here as well. We've got something in common. Oh, so that song raining all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a rainy night in Georgia and Kentucky <laughs> rain. That's it. So, Jesse, tell us how did you first come to music as a child? Wow. Um, you know, it's really wild when I tell this story, and I'll make it very, very short, Dr. Cartwright. Um, I remember, well, I'm a PK kid. I'm a preacher's kid, so I was raised in church, you know. Um, but I remember sitting in my family's living room when I was just eight years old, and it was my grandmother, Jessie, who I'm named after, who lived with us, and my father and my mother and my brother, Wayne. And the Lawrence Welk show came on. I'm not sure if you remember that show. I but do. I was... Yes, and the music, the jazz music, the the style, the elegance, the class, it just captivated me, and I knew then that that's what I wanted to do, was to sing. I wanted to be in that elegance. I loved the music, um, and it seemed as, as soon as I, that sort of was opened up with inside of me, because I believe I came here to sing, that's my dominant gifting. Um, God just started sending mentors from um, Maggie Taylor, who was two houses down. She was over the children's choir, to Gail Price, who was a middle school teacher who heard me sing and was floored is what he told me, um, to the Cowans when I started singing professionally at the age of 14. My parents allowed me to do that because we came from a small town, Winchester, Kentucky, and I would do country clubs and um, festivals. So, you know, it was very, very early on when I knew my calling. Beautiful. Now, did you go to school and study music theory? Okay. This is the whole thing about um, my studies in school. I went to um, Western Kentucky University and I did study music there for a short time, but at that time I was, I was just 18 years old and I was definitely was not disciplined, right? Um, and I was there for about two years, um, but I really learned through my mentors. I had very, very, not old, but people that were very mature. You know, I was around... Um, adults that were like 40 and 50 years old when I was 14 years old or 
Maggie Taylor was 78 years old and I was the eight-year-old child and I would just, I didn't want to play outside with everyone else. I wanted to be in her company learning music. So I learned hands-on from the mentors that surrounded me. Um, And then I went to UK and I studied opera for about a year, a year and a half, and that was not something that I wanted to do either. So as far as a formal education, no. But as far as um, hands-on training by people that God sent on my path, most definitely. Well, certainly when you studied opera, you did solfeggio. Yeah, it was, you know, I the opera thing was cool, and I had really great teachers, but it wasn't my passion. You know, I... At the age of 32, I went back to school and did that. But then I pulled out, and I started doing gospel jazz. Um, So I learned jazz standards very early on from the Lawrence Welk Show. And uh, I learned, like, Al Jarreau. I just had so many different, Dr. Cartwright, mentors that taught me the, the classics at a very, very young age. And I gravitated to that, you know, the Lotus Monk. Um... Al Jarreau, um, Quincy Jones, just, you know, it was just, that's all I remember as far as my childhood goes is just being inundated with all kinds of music from older people that had been doing it for such a long time. So my desire as far as knowing music and knowing good music, I knew that very early on. I knew what was good and what was not good, who was who was well-educated, um, who was not well-educated in what they did, it, did, whether it was hands-on or whether they went to school, you know. So I was really, really blessed to know this so early on and to have so many people um, be the wind beneath my wing. Okay, let me rephrase my sentence, okay? Okay. Did you learn how to read music? Yes. I do know how that's, to read music. That's all I'm asking. Music theory. You see, there are thousands, if not millions, of singers in the world. However, I am a music snob because if you don't know Do Re Mi Fa Sol La Ti, then to me, you're a singer. If you know that, you're a vocal musician. So there's a difference between people who know keys and chords and people who don't. So that's what I agree. I'm, I'm trying to get at. Now, you write music. You wrote, well, you wrote the lyrics. Do you write actual songs? What about On the Edge? Yes. Um, the first album that I had um, that I did actually, which was On the Edge, I wrote predominantly all the songs on that album except for maybe two songs, lyrics and music. Now, as far as charting music, I'm capable of doing that, but it takes me a minute. And I'm more of a the question that you asked me before. I know theory. I don't know it as well as I need to know it. So what I'm doing is I'm getting re-educated in that now. Um, But, yeah, I've I've written many of my songs, uh, the lyrics as well as the music. I'm able to play the piano. I'm able to read notes. I'm able to do chords and things like that. 
Yeah, so you're a musician. And so exactly. about how many songs would you say that you've written? Probably about 50, 50 good, to good. maybe 75. Um, I really was not one that I, initially I was just a singer. You know, starting out, that's all I did is I held a microphone, I learned music, and I, I sang, right? I was the front person. And I'm still doing that. But to tie in with that, when I did my first album, um, Eric Copeland, who was my producer as well as um, just an all-around musician, right, um, he was like, Jesse, have you written? I said, yeah, I wrote a couple of songs when I was in California. That was in the early, um, that was in the, the 80s. But I really started horning my gift, you know, when I started writing um, On the Edge, which was in 2000, probably 2000, in the year 2000, 2000, 2001 or something like that. And it just really started pouring out. Okay. So now, do you have a publishing company? Yes, actually. It and is what's called... The name? Mm-hmm. Jesse Lane Powell Music. Okay. And are you with BMI, ASCAP? I am with BMI. Good, good, good. Okay, that's the, I'm looking for people like you. You understand? Because <laughs> yes. you're a musician. That's my yes. plight or my goal in this organization to identify the women that have put the time in with their music. Okay. Now, you did a song on YouTube, and it's a Gregory Porter song. Mm. What is the name of that song? Oh, you're catching me off guard. Um, It's Probably Me. It was written by King. Yes, it's Probably Me. I love that song. I love him. And he's a he's a very prolific writer. Yeah, he's a, he is. I love his I love his voice. I love um I love his writing because he writes about things that people can identify with. Practical everyday experiences and um it's probably me really captured and captivated me when I heard it, when Sting wrote it. But then when Gregory Porter sang it, he put a different twist on it altogether. And um, I love that song. It's just the message is so powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love his song, Be Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Be Good. And then... Take Me to the Alley. Oh, I love that one. That's one of my favorites. Now, have you heard the one that he did with Lila? Uh, Her name is not coming to me. Her father was with Roberta Flack. Mm. It'll come come later. But he did a song with her about where did the love go or something like that? Okay, enough about them. So I'm going to play your rendition of my funny Valentine. Now, how did you come to record that? 
I tell you what, you know, that's been done over and over and over again. And I remember I was working with um, Raleigh Daly. There's an amazing trio. We've got some amazing, talented, gifted um, jazz players here in the Kentucky area. Um, and they're professors at at, um, at UK. So I remember we did uh, many gigs together, and we'd always do My Funny Valentine. And I told him to put a different twist. I asked him to put a different twist to this song to make it a little bit more seductive and a little bit more um, sensual. And so we started doing this at our gigs. And I remember one Thanksgiving, uh, my producer, Eric Copeland, who lived in Nashville, he assembled some of the best jazz players uh, that were on hiatus for Thanksgiving and they charged me like $150 to knock out three classics. And one of them was My Funny Valentine. So it was um, Pat Coyle, uh, who plays with Michael McDonald. And it was a few other, I can't think off the top of my head, very, very talented drummer, talented bass player that goes, that are professors at Vanderbilt. And they came in, I told them what I wanted to do, and we knocked it out in one take. So that's um, what you're hearing with My Funny Valentine. One of my favorites. It's a classic. Okay. We'll be back in six and a half minutes. This is My Funny Valentine by Jesse Lane Powell. Come. 
won't vamp for the singer. They'll vamp for the horn player, but not for the singer. But I'm a vamp lover. 
Yeah, I love the bent because it elongates the song and you can let it marinate, you know? And you can really do a lot of a lot near that ending with the vamping. And I do a lot of vamping actually on a, a lot of my songs. My songs are usually very long. Good. So listen, you did theater. Talk to us about what you did with television and theater. Oh, you've done your research. Dr. Cartwright. I read your bio, yeah. Very good. I do have that there. Um, I um, I never wanted to actually be um, in the movies or on the big screen. I never imagined that, actually. But I actually starred, I did the one-woman show of uh, Lady Day at Emerson Bar and Grill, Real, which is about Billie Holiday's life, Right near the end of her life. She sort of journeyed through her life. Um, and that was in 2012, actually. I had been performing, and um, a director saw me and had been scouting me for three years, unbeknownst to me, and approached me and wanted to know if I would star in the leading role. And I told him, you know, I don't, I'm not an actress. And he was like, yes, you are. Every time you get up on stage and you sing, you're acting. So it took about a year for me to learn that script, and um, we had um, about five or six sold-out shows, standing ovations, and I had to carry the script. So that was a, that really stretched me in a really, really great way. Um, so, yeah, I've done that, and I've appeared on some things in Nashville, some TV shows. Um, yeah. Like what? TV shows? Like what TV show? show? Well, actually, when I say TV, I'm talking about local shows like um, news channels, you know, things like that. And as far as that's the one thing I can remember that means a great deal to me was the Lady Day as far as theater goes. But as far as TV shows, whenever, you know, I go to Hawaii or I travel different places to perform, I'll go on um, news channels to promote and things like that in Cincinnati. So when oh, I say I... TV shows, that's what I mean by that, to promote an upcoming show or something like that. Okay. Okay. So what, what is your immediate goal? My immediate goal is to complete, which I've done successfully, praise God, uh, this new project that's going to be released uh, the end of March 2024, uh, which is called um, my Love Journey. There's a lot of love and passion that's gone into this project. Um, and I'm wanting to be able to sing full time and make decent money doing so. Um, and to continue growing in my craft as an artist, as a musician, as a singer. And um, tour and collaborate with other greats like Gail Johnson and um, and other people that do what I love, uh, and to be around people that can be the wind beneath my wings to help me be the best that I can be, and me do that in return. So other than Hawaii, have you been out of the country anywhere else on tour? No, but that's what we're looking to do actually this summer is to go to Europe, to go to England for the first time. I have a, I have a great following there. 
I've got great supporters as far as radio stations, and we're in the talks of doing something like that for 2024, 2025, definitely. So I want to be able to tour the world doing what I enjoy and bringing healing, bringing good music, uh, bringing the love of Christ through what I do with my gifting. So I've lived in Switzerland. And oh, nice. The Swiss love American jazz singers. So if you have Baron, you know, I have Baron's number, uh, email, yes. and I'm going to send him the name of a couple of clubs that you should approach. Okay. Please do. Please do. You know, it takes a village to do this. It takes a village to do this. So, yeah, that would be greatly appreciated. Well, the thing about it is, is that a lot of singers say, I want to go on tour. Do you have your passport? Yeah, I've got everything in line. You're talking to someone that's been working towards this for a very long time, Dr. Carter. So, I am, uh, I'm not just an A personality, I'm an AAA personality, and when I do things, I do things in decent and in order, uh, and I do things top notch. So as far as passport, as far as all the paperwork for my music, publishing, making sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, most definitely, we've got all that in order. Okay. Well, from my experience, and, you know, things have changed because I toured Europe in the 90s, and that was a whole two decades ago, almost Mm -hmm. three, to be the truth. But my experience was that they loved you in Switzerland, and they paid you. Mm. They loved you in France, but they don't have any money. They mm. love you in Italy, but the money is low. Mm-hmm. And in England, eh, I just wasn't feeling it. But really? that doesn't mean that it's not right for you right now, you see. Right. So, uh, But above all, Switzerland is the place where the artist is most valued. That's what I can say. And, and when you I know say what? Value, that I mean, they pay you. That's what I mean. Yes, 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 yes. You've got to put a price on what you're wanting. Uh, and thank you so much for telling me this because, you know, when I say it takes a village, I don't know. I haven't been out of the country, right, to perform. Um, so any information, anybody that's done what I'm looking to do, I'm definitely um, open to learn and to um, take notes and so I know, right? That's, that's really, really important. So any, anything that you want to share educational-wise, dealing with travels and things I don't know, most definitely, please share. Well, another thing I would suggest is that you connect with some of the European musicians rather than take your own group. Because they're the ones that refer you to the next place and the next place. Whereas the American musicians, 
they don't know where to refer you to. You see, okay. So yeah. a lot of the musicians would say to me, "Well, are you going to take us with you, Joan?" That's like taking sand to the beach, right? You know, and it's a little disheartening because you want to take the people that you work with. But I would love it if you and Gail just went together and picked up a bass player and a drummer, you know, or a guitarist or something like that. Uh, You know, and I definitely will give you, and the only reason why I would do this, Jesse, is because you are a beautiful vocalist. Oh, thank you so much. I love what I do. Uh, And as far as what you were talking about, as far as musicians, in Europe, we're already in talk with a lot. We have really not to say we don't need more and that I'm very open to learn and any, any connections you give us, you know, me and Baron are very open to, to follow through on those things. Um, but we are in talks with musicians that are very well known, some that are known and uh, some of the top musicians here that are with major labels that go there um, and they ask certain people to, you know, be their musical directors. We've been blessed for to have some open doors and to connect with some people on that level. So the more the merrier. And I would love to tour all of Europe. And I see that in my mind's eye. I think anything's possible. Uh, it's just a matter of you being willing to do what it takes, right? And being in this profession uh, at the age of 61, you know, it takes a lot of thick skin and it takes uh, being connected to the right people and having the right people around you. And it's taken a while for that to happen, but I'm in a really good position now uh, with some um, really neat people, including you coming across my path through Gail. Um, And I'm very blessed by that. And I'm, I'm sort of sitting at your feet just wanting to learn. So mistakes that you made, I, I won't have to make, right? I can learn from that um, and um, just be more prepared. So, yeah, thanks. Um, thank you again, Dr. Carter. Cartwright. Let me tell you the biggest mistake I made. Okay. Packing too many clothes. <laughs> I, I am, yeah, I'm pretty bad at that too. I like to be prepared. Yes, but you also have to know how to coordinate. So here's the deal. When I went over there, I took suitcases full of sequins dresses. You know how oh, heavy Lord. those are? <laughs> yes. Yes. Back then, almost definitely. Yeah. Right. So These are a little bit lighter now, depending, I guess. Well, you want to take silk clings. Okay. Silk clings. Flowing I'm making a note of that. Yes, something very, very light. Very light. Yeah, something that you can switch out, right? Things that you can sort of mismatch so you don't have to take so much, right? That's right. Now, by the same token, you know, it's cold. I mean, in August, don't doubt that you're going to need some sweaters. You know, and so okay. but okay, your your performance clothing should be light. Okay, you know? but you're always gonna have that poncho 
that you could put over the clothes because it's going to be cold. And it's going to be cold most of the year. And over the summer, unless you're in festivals, you're not going to work that much. You're going to work from Mm. October to to Mm -hmm. April. October to April. All right. Because in August, Europe shuts down. Oh, completely. Completely. Okay. So you're not going to work. Why does it shut down? Why does it shut down? Because Europeans get six to eight weeks vacation. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, we get I need to two. move over there. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah, but they work long hours. You know, mm-hmm. they work eight to eight and have two hours off in the afternoon. So, you know, you have, it's a very different structure than what's here. Okay. Okay. Another thing. Okay. It, food. Okay. You can't get anything to eat from like two to five. And that's a reality that you can play with me if you want to. But when you get there and you say at 3 o'clock, oh, we're going to go get something to eat. And all the restaurants are closed until 5 o'clock. So, and people don't tell you these things, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you, don't try to book anything in August. Okay. And in September, they're coming back, but that's school and, you know, corporations reopening. But October, November, December, January, February, when it's cold, 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 you're going to work. And you're not going to be used to singing in 20-degree weather. Mm. So you got to take your vitamin C. Mm-hmm. You got to get your airborne. You mm-hmm. got to drink your hot tea with lemon and honey. You know. Yes. So I'm just telling you. You know when you, you think about me when you get off and you. Well, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm I'm definitely taking notes, and then I'm also going to contact you as well. And I know Gail's tour tour. Europe and every place else, so I'm taking notes. Um, you already know, so it would be crazy for me not to follow, to take notes of what you're telling me and to prepare, okay. so this is good. And the one thing I love, too, Dr. Cartwright, is that you speak things as though they were. You know, you're already mm-hmm. putting it out there for me, and I've already done it, so, you know, iron sharpens iron, so, yeah, we're going to be going to Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> and all over Europe. Okay, so now, um, what would you tell a young woman, 20 years old, coming into the music business? Okay, um, if they're wanting to do what, what I aspire to do and that I've been doing, you got to make sure that you have a love and a passion for it because it's not an easy profession. Um, it's not an easy profession in general, especially if you're trying to do it full time. I mean, there's prices that you have to pay. There are sacrifices. 
and if you are a woman, it makes it even more difficult because you're discriminated against because you are a woman. You get less pay um, at times, uh, and there's barriers for, and I don't like to say that, but it's just facts, right? Yeah. Um, right. So you've got to really, it's just a, a double whammy for you. And you've got to know who you are. That's the one thing. You really need to know who you are, who you are as a person, first of all, whose you belong to. I'm a Christ follower, so that's very important. You've got to have a higher power that you're connected to to keep you sane. Um, and um, you need to be around people that you trust and that do, does not want to exploit you as an artist uh, or um, use you. Uh, so you've got to know who you can trust, and it only takes a few. And you've got to work hard to be the best at what you do. Never compare yourself to anyone because there's millions of singers out there, and you've got to find out what your gifting is, what your talent is, and be the best at that. Um, and to just surround yourself with people that you love, that love you, I mean, for who you are, not just as a singer or a musician, Um, and to be around people that know more than you do so you can learn and so you can grow Um, and do not have yes people around you. Have people that will tell you no. They have enough courage to say no, this is not how it works. No, this is not what you need to do. Uh, and I still have people like that around me now. My vocal coach, my dance uh, teacher, my nutritionist, my trainer, my husband, you know. So uh, so I'm very well-rounded. And, um, yeah, that's what I would tell them, just to know who you are and make sure this is the – It's the, the, the music world is so different now, right? Um, and – just know that this is where you want to be. And if so, just go for it with everything that you have. That's, that's what I've been doing my whole life. I mean, every time I try to set this thing down, because it does cost, but I love it. It's inside of me. I can't because it's part of who, what makes me who I am, Jesse Lane Powell. Now, do you have children? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> we have a blended... We have a blended family, and guess what? We've got two great-grands, I think it's two, and we've got ten grandchildren, and we have four daughters. What? Yes. So we're a blended family. So we've been, my husband and I have been married for 24 years. His Uh name's Art Powell, and he's a musician. He plays the guitar. He's very gifted. And we actually work together with Special Session here, a local band, when I'm not traveling. And, um, yeah, um, and the, the, there's one that came from my loins, which is a mecca, and she's going into the music profession. She's starting a record label. And, um, yeah, and it's, a, it's a big family. Beautiful, beautiful. So they're ready to let you go on tour? They have no choice. <laughs> okay. That was, they that have was no choice exactly. because you know what? I've done, I've done what I, I've worked hard to get at this point 
in my profession, and it has not been easy, especially after COVID. I mean, we started this whole new project before COVID, going to Philadelphia and working with some really talented musicians, Will Brock, Carol Riddick, um, um, Marion Meadows, um, many Gail, you know. Um, so I held on, and I started doing live virtuals during COVID so I could continue to sing and continue to keep this thing going. I didn't know what the music industry was going to be like after COVID. And thank God, you know, things opened back up. And I had to, I hadn't sang publicly for three years. So I had to get back into the studio. I created my own studio at home. I learned how to do vocals from home and, um, you know, how to do music from home. And so it was a learning experience. Um, but, yeah, this is my time. This is my season. I'm in the right mindset. I'm I'm not threatened by other singers. I do, I, I am who I am, and I'm, I'm becoming the best at who I am, and I'm ready for this. And it's bigger than me. It's about healing this world and bringing unity and oneness and allowing the music that I do that that I'm the vessel that it works through to just bring it out and, and see people just feel better and just, you know, it's just really not about me. It's about a higher power using me. So I'm over trying to be all that. What you see is what you get, and I'm good at what I do. So, um, and I'm ready to take the stage and to just to live out my dream, Dr. Cartwright. Okay, it sounds like you're ready to go. Well, I'm listen. ready, honey. I'm ready, sister. You have any more connections? You got Switzerland. What else you got there? <laughs> oh, I got connections. I got some connections. Well, we got shock. We got a shock, <laughs> definitely. I'm ready. Okay, so we will definitely you know, guide you to some of the better places to work. Thank you but so much. Say, I appreciate that. Now, talk to me about On the Edge. That's four and a half minutes. So you got about 10 minutes. Okay. No, you got about seven minutes to explain to me about your CD, On the Edge, and then just tell me about the name of the new project. Okay. On the Edge, what you're about to hear, I wrote this, um, it was on my first project, but it really didn't get a lot of airplay, and it's one of my better songs, and I I did a concert in LA, in Atlanta, someone came up to me and said, Jesse, you're on the edge, I'm thinking, what do they mean by that? I went home, and the that song was written within 10 minutes, is all I can say, um, and it's just about on the edge of a miracle, you're on the edge of a change. Um, you go through a lot of things, but you come out, you come out better for it. Uh, and the project actually is named that we're about to release next month or the 1st of April is My Love Journey. And My Love Journey talks about my journey in the music of just loving it and, and different types of love. One song is dealing with my daughter and her new husband that she met. And it's something special. I wrote the lyrics to that, and I collaborated with Sam Hankins out of L.A. Uh, two songs is with, are with Gail that um, we wrote together, uh, which is Great Fire and Ice and uh, Live Your Life. Um, and then there's a few songs that was from my former album that really didn't have, I didn't have the budget for marketing, so we placed those songs on this album so the world would get an opportunity to experience it. So 
the love of Christ. I've got that in there, you know, weaved in some of my lyrics. Um, so, yeah, it's a great project, and I'm very, very proud of it. I think it's going to bring a lot of love, a lot of healing, and a lot of joy into the listeners' lives. Okay, well, let's listen to On the Edge by Jesse Lane Powell. <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> that is dynamic. Oh, you know what? That is one of my favorite songs. And when, you know, even during that time, I had been doing music for so long, I was still questioning, you know, am I still doing the right thing? I'm wanting to do this. I'm wanting to do that. And when that song came, it just empowered me so. I'm a lyricist. Words mean something to me. Words create the universe. It creates your world. So I love writing music, just like I loved writing the music, too. Um, you know, collaborating with Gail and collaborating with Sam and collaborating with Devante, my grandson, out of, El- out of uh, Atlanta. Words just are powerful. They can just change things, you know? Absolutely. And so, see, what, what those people are don't words. get is that you are a messenger. Absolutely. You see, these songs come to you to deliver to the world. Absolutely. So Absolutely. And that's why I've got to take that stage is because my message needs to be heard. It's nothing but a message of light, of hope, of you can make it. You can do this. You are not alone. You are loved. You know, a lot of people are walking around here after COVID, and they still haven't bounced back. And I want to be that beacon of light that says, look, I've gone through darkness. I've gone through a lot of things as a child, as an adult. And, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. So when I write lyrics, it's not haphazardly. I take time to write lyrics that will bring a bright light into the soul so they can survive because this world we live in is not an easy world to live in, but we can survive and we can do it in a brilliant way, successful way. Hello. Do you know what happened? I think she only had so much time on there. Did it just stop? It just stopped, right? You leave it open. I don't know if she calls me. Does she have my does she have my number? I don't know what happened. I don't know. Should I hang up? I guess I should. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.